Hello! Welcome to Bus Tickets. My name is Nathan Clausen. Whether you're buying a bus ticket into war-torn Eastern Europe, or working a job, raising kids, and paying bills, each moment is an opportunity to live from our fullest self, to lean into our unique path to coming alive, an opportunity to offer our unique contribution to the world around us. In the words of Marianne Williamson, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. This podcast is my commitment to stepping out of fear and living from my fullest self. So this podcast is for me but it is also an invitation for you to do the same and for us to do it together. I believe it's in community that we see the most transformation, buying bus tickets together. Let's jump into our next bus tickets moment. Hi, welcome to Daddy's new episode of Bus Tickets. Enjoy. Thanks, Naya. Welcome to episode three of the Bus Tickets podcast. Thanks for listening in today. And for those listening in to the Bus Tickets podcast for the first time, welcome. I'm going to start by sharing a quick summary of the elements I raised in episode two, as this episode is a continuation of that story, a building onto of the key elements that I shared. But before I do, a quick comment on the approach that I've taken over these first three episodes of Bus Tickets. I started with telling a story of my adventure into Kosovo to deliver aid to the family in the village. I wanted to, to start with an example of what living in a bus tickets posture looks like. Being clear on my unique calling, living in a way that empowers me to hear prompts like that invitation to help and to have the courage to step into those moments and then watching what unfolds. Last episode was the beginnings of me describing how I have come to live from that place again after many years of not living fully open to my inner prompts. This episode will provide many more insights along those same lines. As I'm reaching out to others to join me on bus tickets, those conversations will have much of the same format. Examples of stepping out in bus ticket moments, so more kind of what conversations, and insights on how they are living from their fullest selves, or trying to. So here's a quick summary from the last episode and some key takeaways on each topic in case it's been a little while since you last listened. I mentioned in the last episode about my inner compass focus in my early years how I was really trying to lean into my calling or my listening, so to speak. And then life happened. I got married, we moved around a bit, we started our family and my job journey unfolded. And then I came into a critical moment in my mid forties. Enter the three C's I highlighted in the last episode. The first being crisis or circumstance. For me, it revolved around my marriage, my relationship with my wife. Some key takeaways in that area regarding the value of crisis or circumstances. I invite you and me to look around, listening to the conversations that we're in, listening to what is stirring inside of us. Is there an area of my life that could use some attention that's calling to me to step out in? The second area that I talked about last episode was the sea of commitment. I came to a place where I had to make a commitment, not a commitment to change, For me, that felt too overwhelming. 
It was a commitment to being willing to change, changing my posture toward change and growth. That was the key for me. Some quick takeaways in this area, questions like, what is one small commitment that I can make today to living more fully from my full self? What does changing my posture toward growth look like? What does changing your posture toward growth look like for you? The third C was actually habits, but it's not chabits. Uh, so I went with consistency. The key for me here was starting small. I found a cornerstone habit, a key habit that enabled the others. For me, that was running on the treadmill at work, getting back into shape physically. Coupled with my commitment to being open to change was a commitment to new insight. Fresh water flowing in, so stagnant water, like old ways of thinking and believing, could begin to flow out. So I built a habit around taking in new insight. Listening to audiobooks and podcasts on the treadmill turned into the same, but during my commutes to and from work, the same during my morning walks in the early morning hours with my dog, the same, but running at the local rec center when the weather wasn't great. So circumstances changed, but the habits were the fuel for the continued growth through some very challenging seasons in recent years. And those are likely stories for future episodes relating to topics like developing resiliency. Some takeaways in this area that I mentioned on the topic of consistency or habit building. Actually, one key question. What is one small habit building action that I can take to support a fresh posture toward change and growth? One key question that came to me again recently on this topic was, when is the last time I did something for the first time? That's a change-oriented or a growth-oriented question. When is the last time I did something for the first time? And on the heels of that question, there was actually a fourth C that I highlighted. And the fourth C is courage. It takes courage to look inside of ourselves. It's easier actually to look outside of ourselves, to point to others, to point to circumstances we feel we have no control over, to explain why we are where we are. But a small dose of courage, five or 10 seconds worth, is sometimes all we need, enough for a small experiment in sitting with a new idea, or enough for a small experiment to affirm that it is possible to grow, to change our thinking, to change our belief system. Okay, now onto the final three C's that were instrumental in me coming more alive in these past few years. I have to say I'm very excited to share them with you as they have had a huge impact on my life and on my personal development. The next C was a critical one for me, is a critical one for me. It's compassion, and more to the point, self-compassion. I grew up in a household with lots of love. I heard a lot about love growing up, and I have experienced a lot of love in my life from many people, and from God, I would say. But I have come to see pretty clearly in recent years that I haven't really loved myself. And more than that, for most of my life, deep down, I didn't believe that I was lovable. So the love coming my way wasn't getting in very often or very far. Many people have loved me over the years, but my heart has been closed to that in many ways. I mentioned God just now. I heard a lot about the love of God growing up in church, from those around me. But for whatever reason, I adopted a subtle but very powerful inner belief system that told me I needed to perform, I needed to be perfect, 
in order to receive love from God and to receive love from those around me. And I wasn't perfect. I won't delve too deeply into this topic now, but during my preteen and teenage years, I developed an addiction. And the addictive behavior that went along with it caused me to experience deep shame and self-loathing, basically, due to my inner belief system. I have wrestled with it most of my life, trying many different ways to break free from it over the years. Actually, it caused me to lose my job in those early years around the time of my bus ticket story in episode one. I desperately wanted to be free from it, but it felt like there was always something deeper in me that would pull me back. I would go days, weeks, rarely months before I would return to that old cycle. In my journey, I didn't start to see freedom in this area until I entered this current bus tickets chapter, this chapter of crisis and commitment to change and willingness to take in new knowledge, new insight. It came when I finally acknowledged to myself and to my wife that this pattern I had been in longer than I had been married, going back to my grade school years, was in fact an addiction. Until then, I had never acknowledged that directly. The belief system I adopted in my early years and beyond would have me trying to will this behavior away, to white-knuckle it, but it never did go away, never fully. Part of me was terrified to shine light on this area of my life because the expected outcome was that I would end up totally alone and rejected by those around me. I finally came to a place where I recognized that not shining light on it, not venturing into this part of me, was going to cause the exact same outcome, being alone and losing everything I loved. Now I was able and willing to see it for what it was, an addiction. I agreed to see an addictions counselor, and that led me into an addictions recovery program. Remarkably and thankfully, I found a program that was free of charge through our government health system. It took courage for me to first acknowledge what was happening, and courage to reach out to book a first appointment with that addictions counselor. It took courage to then attend my first session in the addictions recovery group, and so on. The key here for me was, I didn't need courage for all of it all at once. I just needed a small dose of courage to take one step, and then a small dose of courage to take the next step, and then the next step. I guess you could say each of those steps were bus ticket moments for me, moments of decision. The reason I'm sharing this portion of my story under the header of self-compassion is because what happened to me sitting in that recovery circle week after week was truly transformative. By being willing to see my behavior for what it was, an addiction, and by taking the step to engage that addictions counselor, who I am so thankful for, It led me into an environment filled with others who had taken the same step as me, who had bought their own bus tickets, others who wanted to change, who had taken on a posture of growth, who were broken just like me, and who were also learning to love themselves. I'm going to bring in the next C now, as it was the next critical contributor to gaining my current footing in compassion and inner growth. The next C is community. I have been in many communities in my lifetime, and all have shaped me in some way, and I am grateful for all of them. I have sat among many listening to this episode, but I will say that addictions recovery circle, that group of men who I would sit with weekly, it was a beautiful thing, a sacred thing even. 
all of us engaged in recovery, all of us facing belief systems that needed to be unpacked, revamped, starting with the need to love ourselves. We practiced many skills in those sessions as we worked through some very insightful material provided. Learning to separate our identities and worthiness to be loved from our addictive behavior. Taking accountability for ourselves, for our actions, for our recovery. Practicing an honest sharing with one another and experiencing the affirmation of those around us as we did. It was like being in a gym, building muscles we didn't have. It does choke me up sometimes when I think back on the sacred space that that circle was for me. On the courage that I saw there every week. And on the humanness I witnessed there. And the unconditional love and acceptance that I felt. So community was a key for me to experience something different than what my mind was telling me was true. And it helped. I gained new insight around the nature of addiction the chemical interplay of the addictive behavior and my body's response to it, the need to first break that physiological dependency to then get at the underlying emotional and psychological contributors and belief systems contributing as well. As my new self-compassion muscles developed, they enabled me to turn toward the parts of myself that for so long I had tried to push into the shadows or numb with my addictive behavior because of the shame and pain that I felt. I had more compassion for those parts now, which allowed me to hold space for them and heal little by little. This leads me to the last foundational element to my inner transformation toolkit, curiosity. In the past, when I would come up against a response in me, a thought, an emotion that I thought was wrong or bad, or something that caused pain inside, I would typically respond with shame and or an attempt to push it away, to not feel it, to not think it. Through my treadmill insights and journey through my addictions recovery group and beyond, I started to develop a different inner muscle around curiosity, an ability to separate myself from what I was thinking or feeling, to not push them away, to not cling on to them, but to hold space for them. I picked up a new phrase, I wonder. Wow, I'm feeling really triggered right now. I wonder what just happened to cause that. Enter some other tools that complement my foundational C's, like taking a brief pause and taking a deep breath. Maybe writing down what I'm feeling to get it out in front of me so I can see it more clearly. I'm sure those will also come up in further episodes. Another outcome of building my curiosity muscles was strengthening another form of compassion. Compassion for others. Empathy for others like driving home from work. Wow, that guy is in a hurry. I wonder what's going on in his life that's causing him to cut through traffic like that. Or a related thought. Wow, his aggression is causing me to want to respond in the same energy. Interesting, I wonder why. Now my podcast language warning settings will have to have me leave that scenario right there and not elaborate on the various other inner discussions I've had, depending on the space I'm in in those situations. Or one more scenario. Wow, her words are coming across pretty edgy right now. I wonder what's going on for her. Maybe it's not about me. Maybe it is about me. What is my contribution to what's going on right now? So curiosity has been a critical C for me. A critical practice in my inner transformation and getting free to live from my truest self. I'll come back to a comment I made earlier. I am not perfect. 
Yes, I have seen some important growth inside of myself over the past number of years. I am proud of my commitment to it and my decisions to lean into it and to keep leaning into it. But I still wrestle at times with shame, with not wanting to sit with my pain, with the discomfort of experiencing a challenging encounter with my wife or someone else, and needing to reflect on my contribution to it. I still have thoughts of not being worthy, and my addictive neural pathways aren't as deep now, but they aren't completely gone. Other pathways have been etched. As a side note, I encourage anyone interested to search up the topic of neuroplasticity. But I am not free from it altogether. I have to stay aware when old triggers occur. I have a decision to make every day, every moment. I want to close today with what I feel are a few important points. First, many who are listening today know me. Some I'm doing life with right now, actually. And until listening to today's episode, you didn't know my addiction path or much of it. And now you do. I felt it was important to share this part of myself in today's episode, but that was my decision. I want to say this out loud so it's clear. We don't have to talk about this, this topic, but I'm open to if it helps in some way. Secondly, based on statistics, there are a number of people listening to today that are impacted by addiction or have been. For those on the recovery journey and those still in addictive cycles, I want to affirm that you are not disqualified from being worthy of love. You are worthy by very nature that you exist. Nothing beyond that comes to bear. You are worthy of love. Thirdly, based on my journey into study of the human condition, there are even more listening today that struggle with thoughts of feeling inadequate, not measuring up to some standard. Many of us have voices inside of us, whether it sounds like your own voice or the voice of others from your past and from my past, telling us that we're not measuring up. These voices can be very convincing and feel very true, but their words are not true. We are all worthy of love and acceptance, just as we are, where we are, in this moment, right now. I encourage you to hit the go back 15 seconds button in your podcast app and listen to that again if you need to. These voices exist because of inputs along our path. And in a similar way, we can change this belief system, this batch of big assumptions really, by inviting different voices to begin to speak into us. In person or just like this, a little at a time, those belief systems can begin to change. So crisis or circumstance led me into commitment, ongoing commitment to being willing to change and grow. Developing a few key habits has helped keep me moving forward consistently or getting back on the path more quickly when I'm tempted to disengage. Compassion, love for myself first and then love for others has helped as well and has been significantly strengthened through practicing it in community. Community that intentionally holds space for come as you are. Curiosity has acted as a key for me as well to uncovering further areas of growth. And underneath it all, courage to take small steps and to keep taking small steps and responding to bus ticket moments, whatever they look like. Thanks for listening today. I hope today's episode has encouraged you to step out in your own bus ticket journey of living from your fullest self and watching what happens. If you haven't already, or have and want to again, you can share your power with the Bus Tickets podcast and its mission to encourage and empower others 
whether through the podcast platform you listen to, or through LinkedIn or Facebook, where I post episodes, or by good old word of mouth. That works too. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please take a minute or two to leave me a rating and a comment. It just takes a few seconds to share with others or leave a rating, but both will go a long way to help get this message out. So thank you. Together doing small acts, we can have a massive impact on the world we engage each day. So thank you again for listening today.